welcome to the uh, Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. <laughs> I'm here with one member of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Hello. And we're missing Scott. Mm-hmm. Scott is actually, it's his week, uh, he's uh, on deployment, so him and another crew of three went out to um, the White Rock Lake fire to relieve the other uh, group of four that was out there. Mm-hmm. So they buggered off, was it yesterday or today, Ash? Uh, they left, uh, yes, yesterday, yes. Uh, I'm just going to see if I can quickly pull up some specs. Are they doing, I know, because uh, it's 14 day deployments. Yes. Are they doing the full 14 or are they doing a seven? Are you swapping again after seven? Uh, we're doing sevens. Sevens. Yeah. So the crews, our truck is contracted for uh, the two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we're rotating crew after one. No. Uh, just being a, you know, a paid on call department, everybody is taking holidays to go fight or fire. Um, it makes it... Uh, a little bit more manageable. Absolutely. Um, you know, I know there's uh, there's quite a few uh, full full time guys that that are out there, um, and there's a lot of uh, volunteer and paid on call, um, and there's uh, a a lot of crew that can stay there for the for the full. Uh, but yeah, we've just kind of found this is the easiest thing that works for us. Right. Um, and we've this is our how many we had. This is our third week. They're just starting their third week, and we're signed up to go through three and four. So nice. That's uh, yeah, and just uh, picking up. So this is stats from a couple of days ago. I, I don't think they've mapped since, but uh, the White Rock Lake fire is uh, mapping at eighty one thousand and change hectares. Yeah. So I get getting pretty big, and they had uh, they had a couple of pretty bad days there where where uh, you know winds and weather conditions weren't very favorable. And there was some structure loss. That's right. Um, you know, luckily slash not luckily, our guys weren't on that area of the deployment. But uh, yeah, they they got to go tour back through there. Uh, we 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 did see some photos come back, and yeah, pretty devastating when you're not able to be set up in in time. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like today. And the last couple of days, they've just been doing some patrolling, some spot fires, um, and kind of mopping up some of the hot spots that were left left over. Um, and again, now the crews have swapped, and I'm not sure. We haven't really heard much of them since they got up there. Uh, I think they're just kind of getting their feet wet and seeing right. seeing what comes for the week. Yeah, and you said they're, uh, they're kind of running until 10 o'clock at night usually. Mm-hmm. So pretty long days. Yeah, they're running... 10, 10 to 10, because um, they were having them out earlier. Uh, the guys were running 77, but uh, they've, they've seen some weather some uh, weather changes and, and some different activities where they, they, they wanted a couple of the crossover shifts. Yeah. So there are some crews that were staying out later. Uh, so that's what our crew's been tasked with. So they're running the 10 to 10 shift right now. Um, and there's been a couple of planned ignitions that they had set Um and I think that's been postponed again until tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just again, some fav- they're looking for the f- uh, favorable weather. So hopefully they can get that happening. Yeah, because we have had a little bit of weather change. Um, we have got a little bit more moisture now, mm-hmm. a, little bit, a little bit of rain. Not a lot, uh, but a little bit. So it's, it's slowed things down and helped to a degree. Yeah. But also then when you start talking backburns, that doesn't necessarily help. No, for sure. So for those, for those fire events. Um, but then again, we're getting these winds again. Very, it's very been strong. Very windy. Today. Yeah. So it gets pretty unpredictable, and it gets really challenging when you're trying to plan that backburn, right? Because mm-hmm. these aren't small backburns. These guys are doing. No, massive. these guys are doing big, big burns. Now. Yeah. I don't know if they're you know tying areas together mm-hmm. or you know 
you know, maybe trying to remove some fuel before it gets there. But, yeah. uh, you know, whatever they've been doing, it's, it's been like large, large scale. So uh, it definitely looks looks pretty impressive if you're not on the fire line. Um, you know, some residents watching things happen. I've, I've been approached, you know, numerous times. I know, like, our local fire is still... It's still happening. Um, it's way out of our, our, our area here, and it's, like, heavily in excessive forestry and mostly air support. Yeah. But the other day, they did a pretty big ignition, and like, it was, you could just see that big mushroom cloud from, from town here, and everyone's like, oh, my God, it must have got into structures and yada, yada. I'm like, no, that's, if you look at the smoke, you can, it's definitely. Yeah, it's a planned event. Yeah, exactly. But it looks, it looks pretty, it looks pretty impressive to us here, but it looks pretty freaky if you're you know johnny public absolutely yeah mm -hmm. especially when you see things kind of die down for a while and then all of a sudden yeah. you know there's another big column going up right yeah social media starts going off oh yeah everybody's you know freaking out like right right now our local one is really close to a ski hill yeah so as soon as they saw that they're like oh it's obviously the ski hill it's got it, it's a it's a complete loss everything's gone <laughs> right yeah. like well no <laughs> Yeah, people are on pretty high alert still, mm -hmm, right, rightfully so. You look at these stories of these homes that get lost too; it's pretty devastating. So, oh, for sure it is. Yeah, like again, like we we were really lucky in our area here. We had uh, uh, one one structure lost once it left our town, and then a couple like outbuildings and such yeah. in in our area, and that still guts us, right? Yeah. But when you start seeing some of these like larger events with like some some bigger loss, it's. Uh, it's 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 uh, pretty tough on obviously the homeowners that's going to be the worst but as a community like yeah it's it's bad yeah man well we're not out of it yet mm -hmm. we're still early in august here so it's uh we got a long ways to go absolutely yeah, yeah it's definitely um you know our weather local here has been a lot cooler mm -hmm. um we have got a little bit of rain not a lot but uh, it's not enough to put anything out by any means. But it is enough. It's it's not the like thirty fives to forties that we yeah. would, that we we were battling this in. So we've been like like mid twenties to barely getting into the thirties. Yeah, and that's uh, that's a pretty big help for for sure. So, um, yeah. What else? Uh, so while our guys are up there, there's there's a a bit of a hit that a, a lot of people have been adapting. And it kind of came out of uh, your guys' department. I don't know where it, it well, I do know where it originated, I guess. But uh, maybe you want to touch on that um, with the with the markers. Yeah. So um, yeah. So we talked about it a while back with um, helicopter Mike. Mm -hmm. So Mike <clears throat> brought on these um, uh, dry erase, like the fluorescent dry erase markers that we use to write critical info on our windshields of our trucks mm -hmm. when we're deployed in a forest fire event and things like that. Um, structure fire settings doesn't really take place, um, but when you're in your trucks all the time doing these bump and runs and stuff, uh, it's, we find it very handy. And mm -hmm. that came from Mike because they write their info on their windshield and the choppers. That's right. So we've picked that practice up and absolutely love it. It helps a lot. Passed it on to you guys. You guys started doing it. And then next thing you know, all the guys up on this deployment started seeing your guys with it and started yeah. asking questions and taking pictures of it and mm -hmm. are loving the idea. Yeah, it sounds sounds like it's, it's uh, been a hit. Um, you know, it was something that we, we weren't privy to until we saw it with you guys on this this fire here. We got a bit of the background story, like you say, from, from Mike there. And um, yeah, like Rob was out uh, and he was sending us photos of other guys who were um 
putting that on on the front of their uh, trucks and um i mean it's smart it's easy yeah. and it's info that you could easily forget or fumble to find yeah. um and it's going to be like right right in front of your face and that's what i found like when we're in our trucks doing this stuff you know sure you've got a a board with some paper on it and stuff yeah. or you've got your command board that i've mm-hmm. used the back and the grease pencil and stuff which is great, but then if it gets wet or smeared, um, and then a piece of paper in the fire truck does not last. No. It just gets beat to hell mm-hmm. and crumpled and shit smeared on it. You know, and then we all have, as the officers, we have notebooks that we take. I always yeah. get t- kind of key notes and contact numbers and stuff with as well. Mm-hmm. But again, your go-to or something happens to the officer or team leader, you know, you want everybody to be privy to this information. That's right. So having it up in front of you in the corner of the windshield is super handy. Mm-hmm. But my practice has usually been the incident commander or the task force leader. Yeah. Um, you know, what radio channel you're working on. Um, you know, you write down your trigger points or key times or notes and just that critical info, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can wipe it off and change it as needed. For sure. And it's very handy. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool to see that other departments started jumping Start, on and buying on. to adopt that yeah. as a practice, yeah. You know, I was really talking really to Mike cool. about it actually the other day. I said, man, you're, it's a hit. Mm-hmm. I said, and he's like, see, I told you. I said, we're going to start patenting these pencils yeah. <laughs> or, or markers. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a guy can make 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 a mint. <laughs> Just put a little fire symbol on that, and that's a $25 marker now. Exactly right. Yeah, this is fire rated. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so ho- hopefully the guys are having a, I mean, a pretty good good time up there. I was chatting with uh, Jay. He's one of our other, uh, one of our local officers here, who's up with Scott and the boys. And um, I mean, obviously, when you're out on a wildland uh, deployment, you have to pack a tent and your sleeping bag. Yeah. And, um, it, it was a pretty funny event. I was just coming back in the town from from work, and I'm looking at the time, and I see, oh shit, the guys are getting set to leave. So I'll swing on by the hall quick and. Just go say, hey, hopefully you guys have a good trip, yada, yada. And I'm watching them load up the back of Scott's truck. And, like, Scott's, like, I'm making sure I'm sleeping good. He's got, like, a, a like a foamy and his tent. And they got, like, comfy, comfy chairs to sit on when they're back, back at camp. And, you know, next we have Jay. And he's, like, I hope there's room up there because the only tent I could secure is, like, a like a six or seven-man <laughs> tent. Like, everybody's got these little pop-up, maybe yeah. two-man tent. And he's, yeah. like, yeah. I can, like, bring a couch inside. <laughs> so that's him. And then um, Mike, one of our other guys that's going up there with him, he get, gets out of his truck. He's saying bye to his wife and his kids, and he's walking over to Scott's truck, and he's like, what the hell are you guys taking? Like, I don't know. Like, I, w- I want to be comfortable. We're, we're here for a week. Like, this isn't going to be great. He's, they're like, where's all your shit? He's like, here, it's all in my bag. So like, I'm like, oh, right. Like, you actually, like, this is what you do for fun. Like, <laughs> you pack your tent and your sleeping bag and, and, and everything goes in a pack that you can wear and hike out in the bush. I'm like, I packed my tent in 27 feet of travel trailer behind me. <laughs> right? <laughs> and when shit gets bad, I either turn on the AC or the heat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to have a hot shower tonight. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, man, there's nothing not, nothing better than having a nice shower once. Uh, yeah. You know, which I'm sure these guys have the full setup there. But Yeah, the camp setups are pretty good. Yeah. But still, you're there with 500 other guys yeah. and girls, right? So yeah, it's, for sure. Uh, it's a lot of people waiting in line for dinner, yep. uh, for the mess tent and everything mm-hmm. else. So. 
Which I guess having some some separate shifts definitely helps streamline a bit of that. Yeah. But it can be pretty busy. Um, and I could really go for a nice hot shower in my private trailer. Right. Yeah. But not on these. <laughs> yeah. And it's nice, you know, like, you know, because there's, unfortunately, the COVID rules are still applying to a lot of these these camps and stuff, right? Sure so, you know, you want us to kind of keep to your pod, your group. Mm-hmm. So having a bigger tent or you have a chair and stuff, then yeah, you guys can hang out and debrief and, and yep. chit-chat afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. In a relaxed setting. So that helps. Yeah. It's crazy the things that, you know, like we are, you know, chatting and we joke about how this, like a felt marker is crazy. Mm-hmm. But from everything, from everybody that I've chatted to that's been there or that is currently there, like we are learning so much because it's like the melting pot of fire halls like everybody yeah. goes there and you are you know you 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 can pick up all these little tips and tricks that you would never think of because there's 30 other you know trucks running around with you right and everybody does something just a little bit different and like that's one thing that we've always preached here uh in our area is like hey we know it works well for us because it works well for us yeah but it took us 5 10 20 30 years to figure out what works well for us and we're always adapting and willing to adopt new new uh, techniques and stuff right so yeah. um we love that with our spring seminar because we get a whole bunch of people here and we as a community like not just our hall like ours yours the halls to the north of us and other surrounding areas we all come in and teach yeah. so like we're all pooling resources and pooling our techniques and showing all these other departments well this is an amazing chance for us to go out there and we got to work alongside um, paid guys, other volunteer departments, um, wildland guys. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that you can take take away from this that it's just been information overload for all of our guys. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's great to see. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like a lot of these um, departments that are on deployment may have been doing it for a long time as well. For sure. So they're going to have lots of little tips and tricks to pass yeah. on as you, you know, a new, not new, but as a department who's um, learning the, the structure protection stuff on That's deployment, right. right? Yeah. Like we've always done it in our area. This is great. Yeah. And we've got our, our, uh, all of our halls locally here with the, um, our, um, what am I thinking here? Mutual aid. Thank you. Agreement that we have locally. Um, we'll, we'll go out and help, but we're back, right. we're back, back, back home every night and we're still kind of operating under our own tent, like yeah. where it's like, and, and I, I mean, it's our own sort of, it's us. It's where we run how we run. When we're out there, well, we're not in charge of us. Yeah. We're just a little spoke in the big, big cog, yeah. right? And we have to be on Forestry's program 100%. And that is really new to us. This is our first role out there. And, I mean, there's so much to learn. The whole learning curve is crazy yeah. on your first deployment. And um, the downfall of switching guys is there's no overlap. Yeah, you get that maybe hour handoff, and now the next crew is going back out there, and they're learning that all over again. I yeah. feel this fall and like going throughout the winter and spring will be an awesome chance for us to sit back and really take in everything that all of these crews have learned, and we can hit the ground running next next year because there's been a lot of bumps along the way nothing bad by by any means but like we've had to ship up gear that you know you just yeah. didn't think that you would ever need um we've we're looking to purchase gear that we just didn't have yeah and you don't quote need this but just it makes, makes life your life so much easier yeah. out there right so um 
yeah, again, that, that whole learning curve has been crazy. And it's an awesome chance to do it. I think this past, this past swap over for manpower has been the only time where the guys had a little bit of chance to be together because they switched to that 10 to 10. So by the time the guys were off the fire line, got themselves tidied up for the day, it was like 11 o'clock at night right. with a multiple hour drive home so that the both crews stayed on site. Um, so there was a really good chance to uh, debrief and uh, give a little bit of info. Like we're all in touch every day. Like um, there's, there's, you know, texting updates to us, like some on the pod, podcast group there and um, some with our officer group. So mm. we're getting some semi-real-time info, but nothing beats, you know, sitting down and yeah. um, having a chat, right? Absolutely. And the other big learning curve too is is learning how um, the forestry camps work as far as logistics, right? Like, That's right. You know, if you need a piece of equipment or if you burn something up or something mm-hmm. breaks, like the proper channels to go through because you put in that logistics request, you're, you're going to get stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they've got this huge pool of equipment that we have yeah. to draw from, but it's not like going to the hall and just grabbing something and going. Yeah. There's, a, there's, there's a forms and steps yeah. and things, right? Yeah. We, we learned a little bit of that here just as we were, um, when our fire first kicked off, forestry was really thin because uh, there was a lot of other events happening with, mm-hmm. within the area and then spread out all, all over the province that it takes them a while to kind of get their their resources pooled and getting an operation center set up, um, which when it started was actually down south towards yeah. you guys, uh, which then got uh, set up locally here on our airstrip, which has been awesome because um, this is right down the street from us. But uh, we had some of our equipment that, like, they burnt up two of their pumps. I don't know how many lengths of hose and their crews were like, shit, like we're out. Mm-hmm. So now they're coming to us. So we ended up giving out a couple, couple pumps. Uh, I don't know how many lengths of hose. Um, so once they got set up, they're like, Hey, come and see us. Like you can have your shit back and then some, and it was a pretty cool, um, like quick look into seeing what it takes to you know, sign out gear and right. it's, it's not just walk up and like it is walk up and take it but if you need the equipment it's there for you yeah but there is a lot of you know there's a lot of steps to take it's not just like coming like like you say come 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 back to the hall go upstairs grab your six lengths that you have to grab and go yeah it was uh and it was awesome i, th- I think i said this on one previous podcast was uh it was the first day the Mexicans were on scene. So I get there and the first guy's like, yeah, go on down. And there's those guys in the yellow shirts. Go and see, see them. Well, the Mexicans also wear yellow shirts. So I go there. I'm like, Hey buddy, you want to give me a hand? He's like, see, I'm like, Oh, you don't speak English. <laughs> and then he grabs his buddy. His buddy comes over super broken English. And I'm like, that guy said to come and chat to you. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not the guy. So like, we're kind of both looking at each other. Not really saying much. I'm like, mm, I'm going to go find somebody else quickly. <laughs> but once we got it sorted, I had like five or six of them came over and they're like helping load stuff, like super friendly, very, very yeah. uh, quick and eager to help. Um, can't say enough about them. Yeah. Which awesome. is awesome. And tonight, as we're com- coming in here, like I say, we're really close to their camp. Um, they have like some live, live music or something going in there. I know. They got a band going somewhere down yeah, there. Yeah. Like, what is yeah. happening? Like, the, the only other thing down there is the fire camp yeah so i don't know if somebody had some music going or somebody was playing some music but yeah it sounds sounds like a pretty all right time yeah that's good mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's really neat looking back and seeing how all the teams integrate and and just absolutely the learning process of it all there's mm-hmm. a lot going on yeah 
I know when um, I was working in the uh, the EOC a couple of years back for one of the fires out by Kelowna, Joe Rich area, and I was running the EOC side of things for EHS. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting right across the table from one of the fire captains from Kelowna, and right. he was on the fire desk. And his phone would ring every few minutes. Right. Yeah, this truck needs uh, this much hose. They need a pump. They need a bladder. They need this. And he makes another phone call, and it's just done. Mm-hmm. My phone didn't ring at all. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was so bored. I was just watching him <laughs> file file away all the documents and yeah, mm-hmm. push it up to finance. Here you go. To get another pump coming in, and off off they went. So it's a uh, it's a lot of work. There's a lot of oh, things for happening sure in the background. Be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy was probably one of the busiest guys there. Absolutely. And he never saw the fire line. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, so it'll be neat to see um, mm-hmm. some info from the boys when they get back. I know we've been talking about we'll get them all on and kind of yeah. get a uh, debriefing and mm-hmm. go from there. Yeah, I think once uh, like once we're back back and we're not sending trucks out again, getting, you know, obviously Scott will be here, get Kevin, Rob, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, just have have a good overall chat have you know get uh brian on speed yeah our deputy chief was up there so um yeah it'd be nice to have have a good couple chats and get uh some of their stories and things that they saw things that they, that that they learned um one thing i was joking when they were leaving like what do you do when you camp like you you think you're like packing your tents and your chairs and stuff what do you do ever every night once you get 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 back to camp you're gonna sit around camp campfire. Yeah, <laughs> like these guys are seeing nothing but fire. I'm like, hey, you guys packing a little propane fire pit or anything for your? <laughs> I don't know if that that'd be frowned upon. It's like, what are those guys doing over there sitting around a fire? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you didn't get enough of it today. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. Um. Then this week, what uh, mm-hmm. what do you guys get up to? You guys did one of your annual kind of hose relays that you end up. Uh, Doing. Yeah, so every year, excluding last, just because, again, the COVID thing was pretty heavy, and um, this is a, a, a little more in-your-face with the public event, uh, every year, for I don't know how many years now, uh, our department goes down to one of our local um, RV and tent and campsites, and we do um, like a hose relay. So we'll go, go down there, we pick a date months in advance, and they'll advertise they they let all of their their uh campsites know like this is what's going to happen um we bring a couple trucks down so we brought one of our engines we brought our rescue truck the bush truck officer truck um and a crew and we go down there grab um two and a half inch off the rear dis- discharge to a gate y and then three lengths each of inch and a half to a nozzle and we throw a cone out in the end and the idea is like we'll we'll run a relay and we'll we'll show them what it needs so each team gets three and you have to go couple each length of hose and then put a nozzle on the end call for water we'll we'll open up the y and then the first team to spray it and knock over the cone wins yeah well that's great except for you know you start getting now the public and like we we let them do this we maybe give them like like 30 40 psi like it's yeah. pretty low right so no one's get, get getting hurt um but uh yeah so we 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 show them once and then we end up helping them and generally it starts off you get all all the young kids like you're like five to ten yeah right and they're in there and we're helping them with the couplers and you're like half holding the nozzle for them well and as the evening progresses now okay now the teenagers are like oh i want to Let's get our, our, yeah. our group going, right? Well, and then you get 
the dads. <laughs> and, like, I don't know what you do when you're camping. But I like to indulge. <laughs> as do you all of these parents. So there's nothing better. Like, you get, like, all the camping moms out there drink, drinking their wine, and the dads are crushing beers. And now, you know, they're like, I want to do this, I want to do this. Like, and then there's nobody drunk. Like, it's, like, yeah. it's a safe, safe environment. It's very safe, yeah. But, uh, like, you can definitely see, like, there's some inter-campsite rivalries that start, start to go. Like, oh, yeah. hey, I bet you our team's fast, faster than yours, and we'll do this. And we're, we're, I think we're there for, like, an hour, hour and a half. It gets very competitive. It does, yeah. absolutely. And, like, we'll do, like, like our more experienced firefighters versus rookies, yeah. and we'll start doing that. Um, and then the last couple of years, we've been bringing down the rescue truck, and we'll grab, like, a door... An offender, and we'll lay out a tarp, and we'll show people how our res our rescue equipment works. Um, and again, like it's it's super safe environment. Keep a pretty nice perimeter, and then we'll find like a little something that they can help us cut. So like we'll even bring up some of like the older kids, and like we'll do the cutting, but we'll show them like what these tools do. Yeah. Uh, while they're there, we'll give them some, um, you know, glasses for eyes and um making sure that they're, you know, safe, but showing people, hey, this is the power and this is the noises that you might hear. That's right. Because um, that's very, very important. If you're ever stuck in a car, and we go back to when we practice MVI AutoX, um, having live patients in, in, in a vehicle is really good for, A, you are now hearing all of the pops and bangs and this the car metal changing. Um, and it's can be unnerving if you don't know what the sound is going to sound like exactly um so this is an an awesome chance for us to show with like like zero stress like hey this is what it sounds like when this thing's ramping up and cutting through whatever a door right and we'll do like five six seven eight eight cuts and like it's not doing anything other than just showing what the tool does but it's always really well attended. Everybody wants to come and see what these things do. Yeah. And we just, we explain it as like what this thing can actually get through. And yeah, it's, it's a, a pretty cool added thing that we've, that we've been doing lately. And it's definitely well, well uh, received. Yeah. They absolutely love, you know, the, the middle-aged kids mm -hmm. love getting out there and, and feeling the weight of the tool and, yeah. and learning how it cuts and how mm -hmm. it twists and hearing that noise and seeing that metal crunch, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And then of course you get the parents that want to like push the kid out of the way and try. Oh yeah. <laughs> as well, like, right? Again, that's exactly <laughs> it, right? Like you always start out with those middle-aged kids yeah. and by the end of it, well, here's dad and he's like, oh, everybody's right. got a story. We're like, oh, I wanted to be a firefighter. My brother, my, somebody was a firefighter and, um, yeah, it's it's really cool, yeah. and then they're like, "Oh, these things are really heavy." You're like, yeah, they they are. Like, Absolutely, it's, it's neat to see where they want to come and grab the spreaders or grab, you know, um, like a ram, and they're like, "Ah, this ram can't be that that you know." Yeah, no, it is that heavy. Like it's yeah. it's a lot of weight, so it, it's uh, it's a really cool event. Um, you know, I know all of the people that are there love it. Um, and we absolutely love it because yeah. it's, uh, it's a really good team building event for us. Um, we have another little special thing that we do at, at the end of every, uh, every season. Um, we can say actually during those, um, hose release too, they mm -hmm. usually, the first couple, they're just hitting, knocking the cone down. Yeah. 
Then once it gets a bit more competitive, mm-hmm. you, get, you get some of the parents in there, and now it's turning into a water fight. That's right? right. It's always a water fight at the end of the nozzle. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going down on, on the end of the nozzle, you're you're going to be getting yourself wet. Yeah. <laughs> and we always throw a couple of rookies to, yeah. to go down there and help, help out at the nozzle because, I mean, they're going to get wet. Yeah. <laughs> Then the other thing with the rookies, mm-hmm. when they're down there at the end of the nozzle... Yeah, it's a bit of a rite of passage. Every year, uh, we'll bring in X, X amount of new members. And, um, you know, what better to do when you're at a beach? <laughs> you, have, you have to go for a swim. So, at the end of the night, everybody kind of knows that it's coming, too. And you can see, like, the relays are starting to get a little bit less and less involvement. And blah, 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 and everybody's kind of starting to crowd crowd around. And there's a lot of uh, repeat campers there as there well. Is. yeah. And, like, this time was really cool. So one of the guys was kind of hanging around with his wife, and his kids were watching him playing, and um, and he's like, honey, I think they're about to get him. And I, I like, <laughs> look over at him like, yeah, we are. <laughs> and all of us just start walking towards the rookies, and we end up grabbing them and walking out in the lake and throwing them in the yeah. lake as like a, it's like a rugged passage, and um, it's the best way that they can wash their gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always a it's always a good little wrestle out there. Yeah. And uh, then a few more people end up overpowering them, and mm-hmm. <laughs> in you go. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. I was, uh, I was taking a few photos so i wasn't wrestling anybody this this year um in years past it's been so much fun but i was grabbing some photos and stuff and i remember um the deputy chief's son he works for me during the day as well so i see scott goes to grab him and like he's a younger kid like not younger kid he's in his 20s but we're old (laughs) and uh scott is pretty good at overpowering people (laughs) So, and man, he was like, um, like weaseling out of all of Scott's grabs. I mean, he's drenched wet, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit harder to, uh, to handle. And then I look over and one of our other rookies, he's actually been with us before and then, uh, went and moved, moved away to another department for a bit, um, was away for some work and then he's come back again recently, but this guy isn't quite so small. <laughs> so there was some chit chat about like how many guys is it going to take to get this, this, this guy in. And like, we had like rescue straps where we're going to hog tie. I'm like, guys, guys had a whole, uh, this, this, this whole plan. Um, and I think it ended up taking about five, five guys to, to get him in. And like, in the end, the people that are, like throwing these guys in are getting ninety percent as well. Oh, absolutely! Right, yeah. like it's it's an event, and like all of the campers love it. Yeah. Um. You know the guys love it. Um. The rookies, maybe not quite as much, but now they know, and next year, yeah, they get to do it to somebody else. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's an awesome, awesome practice. Um, do we get much out of it for skills? I mean, we run the pump a bit, but. It's not. It's not about. It's that. not PR, man. It's yeah, the it's PR huge. and the team building, right, mm-hmm. with the with the the new rookies and everybody else, and just that camaraderie and trust. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a blast. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, like a lot of these families, I remember a lot of them coming up to us and talking, and say, "Hey, like we legitimately find out when you guys are going to be here, and mm-hmm. that's when we book our. We homes, try to book it, and yeah. we try and book every year. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of repeat families that come there for sure. The last couple couple years, our um, I, I'm not sure why, but our week got swapped. So it was a different day. 
And so we're seeing like brand new faces. And then we ended up getting back on the rotation. And yeah, we've seen people that we've seen there uh, prior. And they were super, super stoked. They're like, yeah. yeah, once we got back here and we saw the posters up, we were so happy. <laughs> so awesome. Like, it was a really, really cool, cool night. Um, again, it's awesome for us. It's awesome for the people that are camping there. And uh, the people that run the campsite, they like they can't thank thank us enough. They, they just love it. Yeah. Um, again, it's really awesome PR, but... I mean, it's just fun. At, it is. At the end of the day, it's, it's just fun. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Yeah, those are those are good times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, there's always a lot of um, a lot of talk about when those events occur. Yeah. 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 There's a few practices a year that everybody really looks forward to, and it was a bummer this year because we had a bunch of guys out of town, so it was a little bit slim attendance. Um, so I know there was a bunch of guys and gals that were bummed that they, that they ended up missing it. Yeah. Um, but again, there's going to be next year. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, like we always do these fun events, like we, like we do similar, um, relays and stuff mm-hmm. within the department, but as soon as you're taking it to the next level and you're out in the public, um, doing yeah. that, you know, consistently as well. Um, it's just, it's so good with PR, you know, like. It's, it's what the fire department is always famous for is, is, is our PR campaigns, right? Like, for sure. Getting yes. out there and, and having fun and showing that community and mm-hmm. that volunteerism, right? That's right. So it's a great, it's a great time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, yeah, that was, uh, that's always a fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other conversations that we've been having lately and even more so now mm-hmm. is um, some of your side-by-side talk. Do we want to talk about that tonight or... Yeah, we can t- touch on that a little bit as well. Um, so, we we joked about it. I I feel like all of our all of our ideas come out as a joke, <laughs> and then like I understand like we, you know, having sides having side by side utility vehicle. They're out there. Like it's 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 not new, um, and. We're fairly interface here, but we, we've never really, quote, needed it. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of stumbled across how this one part of our coverage area is actually ours. <laughs> Not, yeah. you know, it was kind of smack dab in the middle of our coverage area, but there was no structures up there. So it's always kind of been like forestry was looking after it. But we we kind of learned this year, like early, early on in the year, they're like, yeah, like we, we enjoy coming to help you guys, but like this is you, like this mm-hmm. is your area. And we're like, oh shit, like this is, like it's vast, it's big, yeah. and you're not getting a pumper up there, you're barely gonna get a, a bush truck in there. Yeah. Um, and we've done rescues up there. We have because there's always this controversy, uh, not really controversy, it's more of a conversation, I should say, mm-hmm. with rescues in that area. Mm-hmm. You know, is SAR coming? You know. Should we be going? It's like, well, yes, it's our response area for rescues. So yeah. we are going. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. SAR is going to get the page and respond yes. as well. Mm-hmm. But it is our response area. It's our responsibility for yep. public safety. So we mm-hmm. respond. That's right. And kind of going back to when we picked up our uh, swift water. Yeah. Kind of the same same thing. Like, And now going first response, we're just overlapping other other services but we're we're bringing 
I think we are bringing, but by by adding more to it, we as a, a community are bringing a higher level of care. Yeah. Uh, and that's the way that we're we're kind of looking at this. So the start start of the year, we learn. Yep, we have this this big mountain. That uh, there's a lot of recreation that happens there. Um, there's hiking, mountain biking, dirt yeah. biking, hunting. Um, it's like a really well utilized area. That uh, you know, luckily there's no major structures, but there's a lot of chance for fire. Which we, so we we had a couple up there again, and we're like, man, like hiking all this gear and there's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be nice if we could just hop on one like. I have a side-by-side. Some of our other members do as well. It'd be sweet if we could just grab one of our side-by-sides and, like, buzz in there. Like, I'd, I'd like to be, like, primed and ready to fight when I get there, not hike for 40 minutes to get to where I need to be. And, like, we we kind of chat about being the diesel engine. Yeah. Well, I mean, even diesel start running out of diesel. <laughs> so, like, exactly. I'd like to hop off the side-by-side ready to fight rather than, like, man, I just walked for a half an hour. Like, this sucks. <laughs> and all this does, it just it boosts our response model mm-hmm. even better, right? You know, it, it's, um, we're not reinventing the wheel. It's, no. It's going to overlap all these other services that we yep. as a fire service provide. Mm-hmm. You know, our forestry service now, our firefighting service. Yep our rescue, our first medical response, mm-hmm. you know, uh, water rescue, certain areas of the river, right? It's, it's going to overlap a lot of things. It's not just forestry. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we joke about that. Okay. And that's what got that whole thing going was, yeah. okay, well, jokes aside, what can this thing be used for? So as you just said, we have a river that runs right through the middle of our town all the way down to you guys. And... We've had countless river rescue calls there, um, and it's always a bit of a pain in the ass to gain access to this thing because yeah. it's it's not a it's not a natural river. It's I don't know how many years ago there was a project and they they kind of straightened the river for the most part. I mean, there's a few bends, but they turned it into a full like channel, and it's gated and there's I mean it's great for hiking, but again like it's one side of it's paved. But it's paved for hiking, like for like a hike and bike. Yeah. It's hike and bike, right? You can drive an engine down there, or you can drive a, a rescue truck, but it's so tight. Yeah. Where so now okay, you know what? It wouldn't be bad because we get a lot of river rescue down there. You could get a quick response team going down on this side by side, a group of four or a group of three with a basket if you need it, um, and you can get get down there quick, and you start looking at the legalities of what this thing can do and that's been the conversation of late here was okay so what do we get four seater yes minimum okay great so now we want that what we're kind of like what brand and we're not brand loyal but we're like engine loyal like you want to make sure that you have like a, a large displacement like you can get some like 550 like small yeah or all the way up to a thousand like you want to have the big boy because you are going to be putting water on it you are going to be putting gear on it you want yeah. this thing to be able to haul the people and the equipment okay so we have that that kind of figured out and as an emergency response you can legally get it outfitted to drive on the road here yeah um i know there's other places that you can do that um as not an emergency crew but uh locally here you can get some exemption and get a plate where you can drive it directly from the hall so that came up okay like do we have this thing on a trailer do you trailer it to wherever you're uh, going do you have it or do you just like drive it from from here? Do you have it on a trailer? 
and then back it off if it's something close close by so we we've been going back back and forth like what do you need and then if it's on a trailer what does you know what does this what does that trailer look like is it starting life as a flat deck and we kind of said yeah i think it's going to be like a car trailer kind of thing but on one side of it you'll have a bladder or two and you'll have a couple pumps and you're going to have a whole bunch of forestry gear mm-hmm. on the opposite side you're going to have some very light maybe battery auto x gear some battery tools some rope rescue uh and then some medical because again you're now like that unit alone can take care of so much within our area yeah. you got your water your rope your uh, medical, your wildland, um, or just hauling people or hauling ec- ec- extra gear. Because once you're on scene, it's easy to, to to get yourself out there, to get yourself deployed. Um, but then you're kind of stuck in one spot. And if something changes, like to pack up camp and then move down or move over and get mobile, again, you have this piece of equipment now that you can throw a a couple guys in, burn some somewhere else, drop them, run back, and it can almost be used as just a plain old people mover or equipment mover or all of the other things. So that's been the topic that we've been chatting about here. And it's tough. It's not something that we see as like a budget item for the town today that might be a thing that like you know like once we get it it can turn into that yeah but we have so many other means of fundraising and grant monies and whatever else that and then now with this forestry money because like now that we're out there deployed this isn't i mean we we, we're doing it out of the goodness of our hearts (laughs) but there's also like they, they compensate you for it. Yeah. So this is an awesome opportunity that we're going to be able to put some of these funds towards this side by side. That's going to bring so much to our area. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. Like I'm almost more excited about that idea than our new engine, which yeah. is awesome. But like we already have fire trucks. This is adding something new. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be really neat to see kind of how, you guys come up with your response plan for that mm-hmm. and how you want to deploy it. And I think like we're chatting before we start recording here, like, you know, having that option for to have it on a trailer, yeah. you know, for the outreaching areas mm-hmm. and then still, you know, just responding through town to these close outlying areas. Right? For sure. Um, it's good. It's going to keep you pretty versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really going to add to it. Yeah. I, I you know, I kind of start thinking back like, for the ink meat fire that we just had now, I would probably respond right from the hall with it. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. If it was uh, up on the west side of the valley here, I'd probably respond from here. Yeah. But if it's way to the north or way to the south or whatever, yeah, yeah maybe that's something that you want to throw on, the, like leave on the trailer and uh, deploy it like that. But yeah. There's so many options being being there versatile is. with, uh, you know, with, with or without what that response model would say looks like mm-hmm. uh it's going to be pretty interesting but I, I think we're getting a lot closer than we ever thought we would be this fast i, I think mm. these uh, deployments are definitely helping along with that right but uh yeah it's kind of happening and again everything starts off as a joke until it's real yeah absolutely no it's good it'll be neat to see how it uh, starts mm-hmm. to unfold and then once you guys actually get into uh the planning of it that's right you know and get some uh Maybe get some photos out of kind of what the 
yeah the thought processes and you know if anybody's listening who like we've mentioned before that um, has one on their department mm-hmm. or kind of how they utilize it um, let us know yeah. or reach out to Absolutely us let us reach know. out yeah heck yeah good all right well let's uh let's wrap it up for tonight yeah. and um yeah we'll uh, try and get the boys on post deployment here mm-hmm. the next round we'll like, chat with that next next weekend just looking ahead i think it's going to be pretty pretty busy as well but after that we should be going to start getting some yeah because you guys are still gonna have teams deployed so, for sure for yeah. a while yeah we're we're another week week or so out um once our guys are back we definitely want to get on with uh nick hilton yeah we want to get get him on tell us about his time at fdic um so we have a couple good episodes coming up so watch out for that um but yeah i'm curious to see what next next week looks like <laughs> awesome yeah yeah all right well, let's uh, get into some of our shout-outs there. You bet. Ash, we'll talk about Modus. Let's talk talk about Modus. Um, so, boys at Modus, they do the snagger tool. They do their four-century wedges. They do some soft-entry gear. Um, they do all of their uh, bags and pouches, uh, their pocket organizer. They got some pretty cool like shirt designs and swag. Um, really cool product. Uh, Canadian group. Um but uh again just a, a really good group of people yeah. uh firefighter background uh building tools for firefighters which is great uh so check out our social media check out theirs and if you like what you see uh discount code dtff5 gets you five percent off awesome yeah all right and stop the bleed uh stop the bleed.org go online there check out uh, see if there's uh, any instructors near you if you are interested in, in taking a course uh, or else becoming an instructor um, and the usual is uh, carry a tourniquet on your person, uh, learn the simple basic rules of uh, direct pressure uh, wound packing, which a lot of people forget about, uh, and the proper use of the tourniquets. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all that uh, training swag and packs and equipment, you can go to rescueessentials.com. Uh, Rescue Essentials is a great resource for a variety of kits and supplies. Uh, we purchased uh, our training supplies from them, and they are very realistic and a lot of fun. It really helps when we start doing our little high-fidelity sims and training events sure. that we talk about. So check them out. Yeah. Then uh, the old Tanner Olson Band. Uh, country music out of uh, West Coast Canada, out of, uh, where are they, Chilliwack? Chilliwack. Area, yeah. Um, really excited to hopefully have them up here for spring seminar. If that uh, goes according to plan, which we're super hopeful for, but uh, yeah, they got uh, they got some really good music out there. Um, they're uh, supporters of us, and we definitely support them. Uh, so check them out on all of your um, audio streaming platforms. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you have us. So check us out on the good old Facebook and the YouTubes, uh, the Instagrams, and a little bit of the TikToks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and please, if you give us a like, give us a follow, comment, uh, and share, uh, it's just going to help us get out in front of more people and get some more ideas to, uh, discuss things and bring on some guests and whatnot. So, uh, we love hearing from people, so please keep it coming. You bet. All right. Well, any more for any more? No, sir. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing more to add. All right, guys. Have a great night. Stay safe and stay DTFF. <laughs> <laughs>